0: A media barbershop is opening in defiance of the governor and 70% of people applying for a forbearance don't really need it. We're unpacking all this on Tool Time. We are back on Tool Time, still on Zoom, my favorite place to hang out apparently. And We've got some interesting, juicy topics. Before we get into them, real estate's back open. We can show houses. Jess, you were out showing homes today. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that.
1: Like we were expecting, it's kind of a flood of people. My phone was blowing up. Hey, we heard that we can get out there. The people who I hadn't even called myself, I called a lot of people letting them know, if you need to get into a house, please let me know now. Because this is going to be a crazy next few weeks. Um, but Buyers are ready. They want to get out. They want to do it safely, and they need to buy homes. So we got to be there to service them. And why hasn't this been going on for the past two months? I don't know, but we're here
0: now. So, well, we'll, we get into that a little bit because I think that's one of our stories about this barber shop that we're going to unpack. What, I, what I, what I disagree with you on it's not going to be a crazy couple of weeks. This is going to be a crazy like 120 days, and. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you don't have the right policies in place, and you're not setting the right expectation for your clients, you're you're really you really got to reevaluate that. This is not a joke. This is very serious. We've got a safe home selling policy. We rolled out to everyone we're working with. We came out with a statement. We're having that be the standard for our listings. So, it's back open. You can go transact. Great news. Very exciting. It's creating a little controversy though. So let's talk about our first story here because there, there's a, a barber shop in Media. The name of the barbershop, and Media is uh, Media Pennsylvania, so it's one of the areas mm-hmm. that we service, and is Giovanni's Media Barbershop, and the owner, Nicole Messino, opened her barbershop yesterday, and she said, I'm not closing it again. I've got no plans to do this, despite what the state says. So, Jess, what do you think about all this?
1: Um, I hear stories like this, and the beauty salons, and the gyms reopening, and some of them, You know, they they are saying that they see other businesses being open, so they're like, why don't I, or things like that, and this should not be something where, like, everybody else is doing it, so I'm going to do it. If you're a business owner and you're considering opening, you really need to look at what the consequences could be and if you are okay with those, Um, and you don't have to be okay with them, but you just really have to know what's going to happen if, you know, the law comes down on you. that being said, I kind of have a different perspective because this barbershop, my um, husband's brother's girlfriend, so basically like my sister-in-law, Natalia, she's a barber Only there. Only if they get married. Only if get I'm sure they will. Um, but she's a barber there. So, and I I can feel what she's feeling. Like these are such uncertain times, you don't know. There's no date for you know, when things can open up and, businesses are bleeding money and some of our favorite spots in our communities are not going to be able to reopen because of this so as a business owner i don't know what i would do i would have to take things into my own hands and they are obviously this barbershop doing everything they can they have the walls built um you have to take your temperature before you go into the barbershop um, you can't even have conversation in the chair. It's like a silent haircut. Um, they're taking every precaution they can to keep this safe, almost like as safe as you can if you're going to a grocery store. So I'm behind it. I support it, um, but it's just something that's really crazy.
0: My first comment is you've been holding out on me for nine weeks, I've been cutting my own hair, and we could have probably made a connection to get me a little better shape up here. So that's <laughs> a little disappointing. <laughs> Natalia's the best. So that that's number one. We'll talk about that off air here. Secondly, I, I I do agree with you that when you look at what's happening across the country, there's a lot of small businesses that aren't going to open their doors again. I mean, it's it's that simple. Um, and in businesses like that, I mean, you, you know, they're they have they have high costs. They have to pay rent. They've got to you know, they, they, I mean, that that's the biggest thing. And and commercial rent in Media Borough is not cheap. Uh, number one. No. So. You know, that's one of the bigger issues that's out there is the bills keep coming and there's no plan to reopen barbers or salons. No one knows what's going to happen there. And I would argue those places are a lot more sanitary and clean than some of the places that are open right now. Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously it's, it's case dependent. So I'm clear there's a safe way to do this. The thing that this barbershop needs to be aware of and, and the governor's been saying, hey, everyone's got to self, self-police and self-report. Well, that happened in the real estate industry. So we were going through something very similar up until Tuesday, and I know uh, what, what, a lot, what had happened was the reality is, we weren't showing properties. we weren't doing anything that we were told we couldn't. There was agents doing it. They were, they were breaking the law and breaking the rules. And now PAR came out the beginning of the week and said, "Hey, guess what? Now the real estate commission's following up on all these complaints. And if they were filed by another competitor, meaning another person with a real estate license, that's gonna be one of the first ones we follow up on. And they are finding people, and they are threatening to take their licenses. I haven't heard of anyone or have any documentation or proof that a license has been taken yet. The challenge here for this barbershop in particular, I'd be worried about their license. If someone reports them and they lose their license, they are SOL. If you don't know what that means, Google it. And that's the ultimate repercussion. That's why we were so careful with what we did because it, it was, it, it, there was no room. I mean, we, every week we were very clear. Here's what we can do. Here's what we can't do. Here's what the department of state saying, here's what they're not saying. We're do, having the same conversations now because the governor came out with these guidelines. And th- that's kind of the other issue here that we're, we're not hearing. I mean, I've been following state legislature like I never have before. Yeah. And when we were prepping for the show here, uh, there's PA state rep, John Hershey. So he's, uh, from an area in between Altoona and Harrisburg, so kind of central Pennsylvania, that's where his district is, the 82nd district. Um, And he is part of the House Veteran Affairs and Emergency Preparedness Committee. They voted today in that committee on a bipartisan vote, 16 to nine, this happened like an hour ago, uh, that they wanna terminate the governor's emergency declaration related to COVID-19. He composed the bill And here's the frustration that they have, and this is going to speak to the article. So there's a point here. I'm not just rambling about state politics, because normally I don't even give a crap about those. The frustration from the legislature is coming from the House Bill 2412 that was vetoed by the governor to make real estate essential. And then after he vetoed it, hours later, he came out with his own guidelines. And... It got intensified by a lot of pressure from the private sector. I mean, we were reaching out to everyone we know to contact him, including the CEO of Remax, other CEOs for large real estate companies. And it also got intensified when the Pennsylvania Department of Community and Economic Development rescinded waivers from people who were approved. So it's like the rules are getting made up as we go here. Mm -hmm. And that's been the biggest problem in Pennsylvania is that there hasn't been, hey, here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're not going to do. It was, and then the Western state part of the Western part of the state opened, the Eastern state couldn't, and we've got more people here. Like it, it, it's, so there, there's all these issues going on. And so now this bill, um, is, uh, is, is getting pushed in front of the house and it was a bipartisan vote. People are ticked off by the way this is getting handled and there hasn't yeah. been a clear process. And, and, and barbershops are, I mean, I feel, those are small businesses. That's like the ultimate one when it comes to, you get good at something, maybe you open your own store, you bring in independent contractors. It's not very different from what we do. It's just a different business. Mm-hmm. And our bills were still coming due every month. I mean, we didn't, I wasn't sitting here saying, great, we're not going to pay everyone for three months. So that's the challenge right now that some of these people are having, they're having to decide. And, and I'll, I'll let you jump in here, Jess, in a second. If you follow Dave Portnoy from uh, Barstool Sports, he's stool presidente, he founded the company. He had a rant about a week ago. And that kind of got me a little charged up about our crusade to open real estate, where he said, hey, if I'm a small business owner, I would risk coronavirus to keep my business open. Because I don't want my business to close because of a virus. I want it to close because it's not successful. And that's the decision a lot of these business owners are having to put up with. That was, it, it, I mean, his rant was much longer, but that was the gist of it. And I get it. It
1: directly correlates these business owners are being pushed in a corner and they're not getting answers. And they re- I can see that they don't have a, an end in sight. So they have to figure out, take things into their own hands. And this is to no fault of the governor. He, need to, he needs to be more clear. He needs to stop moving so slowly. I mean, of course, make decisions you know, that you need to make, but he's just not letting anybody in, not letting anybody know. And it's like, it's ass backwards in my opinion.
0: Well, I mean, you bring up a good point that he's not letting anyone in. His press conferences are not live press conferences. They're pre-screened questions that his staff approves, and there's no live reporters in the room to press him. So, for example, with the real estate issue, the answer was, hey, realtors congregate. I, I don't know anywhere realtors congregate. Most realtors don't even come into the office. <laughs> we're, we're like, we're, we're one of the few people where we have people in the office more frequently uh, in terms of like teams and people in the area. Most realtors work from home. The so, biggest Realtor congregation is a Brokers Open, and I don't go to those, so. Yeah, well, you, you, I, we don't go to them because they're ineffective and, and inefficient <laughs> and useless because it's 2020, and, and more importantly, you don't have to have, a, I mean, we, we've come up with an open house solution, mm-hmm. so it's a great example of some statement that's made that has no bearing on the facts, and these other, I mean, I would rather, I feel much more safe going to get my hair cut than I do going to Walmart or not that I go to Walmart, or the, like the local acne around here, it's been a disaster. I mean, people are getting nasty. They're staring at you. Going in there,
1: It's going to
0: be a specific protocol. And you can go to a dentist. They got your hands in your mouth, right? Their hands are in your mouth, but you can't get a haircut. I mean, that, that, I, don't see, I don't see those two being any different. And if people say, yeah, dentistry is important. Well, for mental health, I mean, there's a reason I've been cutting my own hair, because I feel better. I've been stuck in my house for nine weeks. That's so- well, I mean, luckily I don't, but there are some people that do, right? So, I mean, it's, 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 a, it's a personal choice there. So, I wish this barbershop media good luck. Hopefully yeah. it's makes some waves, and I'm clear that this is going to be the next thing that really gets pushed. So, hopefully Governor Wolf can uh, pull his head out of his ass here and decide to maybe open things up, because every other state's opening. I mean, and, and there's a safe way to do it. There's a safe way to do it, and safety is right. a lot concern. That's
1: the That's the pivot here. All right, cool. All
0: right. So interesting article on Forbes, and this one to me is, is really critical. And of course, I'm getting like the wheel of death on my computer to read it to you. So I'm going to have to jump to my phone, which is okay. It doesn't have a paywall like the Inquirer. So this to me is really interesting. I, mean, I was talking about this yesterday with my buddy, Josh Rubin from uh, New York, um, that uh, Forbes came out uh, with an article a couple of days ago, 70% of homeowners that are asking for mortgage relief don't actually need the help. And it brings up a lot of issues here. So there's more than 4 million people that have been granted forbearance, but 70% of those cases, they didn't need the break. And that's according to a survey by homeowners uh, who said it wasn't necessary financially speaking. And only 5% of the people granted forbearance said they wouldn't be able to make their mortgage payments without it. So what do you think about all this? This is crazy to me.
1: If you are a homeowner, just like those small business owners, I feel like you could... Be in a corner right now like not knowing what to do there's a big question mark of when things will open you know for a lot of people the question of like is money going to be coming in am I going to be able to afford my bills so to make this jump you really need to take a look at your finances and you should probably speak to a professional maybe get like a lender somebody somebody from a um, your mortgage broker on the phone because that's a conversation that's a decision that you can't just be making like willy-nilly because there are consequences and I was reading through this article and it's not just the consequence of oh I feel guilty about it or things like this. When you go to purchase a home down the road, lenders are going to pause and see that there was a forbearance. Um, so it's it it can have impact on you down the road. And if you don't necessarily need to do it, I don't know if I would.
0: Well, and, and you bring up a good point that um, there are consequences. So one, you might not be able to refinance. And we're seeing the lowest mortgage rates ever, number one. Number two, you might need to be more fiscally responsible. If you're 70, one of those 70% of the people saying, hey, I'm just going to apply for it because I don't know what's going to happen. You know, my advice to people is keep paying your loan until you can't. And that's when you reach out. You know, mm-hmm. What's your savings plan? What is your plan to get back to work? Have you sat down and looked at your budget? And maybe you need to cut some other stuff out instead of not paying your mortgage. So, you know, and, and there's, I talked to Wells Fargo about this. And after the first like 90 days, there's a couple options. One is a lump sum payment. That doesn't really help at all. I think that's actually tougher. If mm-hmm. you to have to come up with all this cash after 90 days, and it's been almost 90 days right now. It's what day 72 or some, some nonsense. So that's number one. Two, they're saying they're not gonna report it to credit agencies yet, but then if you can't make that lump sum payment, things are gonna change. There's going to be some repercussions there. So it's not all it's cracked up to be. And, you know, I, I think fundamentally, you know, having worked through the 2008 crash, that was an era of irresponsible financial uh, financial decisions by a lot of people where they were just, hey, I'm going to go buy this house. Hey, I'm going to pull out all the equity. I'm going to go buy a car or something, something stupid. And to me, I'm so conservative financially like I mean and and I'm so conservative financially because I don't ever want to be in that position because you know, These things happen, right? Like the OA market was not great There was a lot of people that got in trouble then this has been tough. I mean we haven't been able to really go out and and you know We've, we've, we've done some virtual transactions. I'm proud of our effort We haven't been able to go do the things we expected to do even three 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 four months ago So you know the fact that people are applying for it. There's gonna be some repercussions there and that's where, you know, you might need to get real on your finances and make sure that you're, just because you can get approved for something, doesn't mean you should buy it.
1: Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Making financially smart decisions. I think this is really going to be an eye opener for a lot of people, specifically, um, what is it? Gen Z and millennials. Those are like the youngest ones. I think so.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You
1: need to, I'm. I, I think I'm a millennial. You really need to. Be smart with your finances and save. And really, I don't even know if I'm. Does that make me old?
0: I, you're not as old as me, so I mean, I, like I, I don't even. I wouldn't worry it's about that.
1: I'm five hundred years old, but I think it's going to be a, an eye opener for people in those generations to this can happen, and you need to be prepared for a worst case scenario. So you know, prepare for it.
0: Well, like some of the basic financial planning one on one is like have an emergency fund, right? Like have they money heard. set aside in case something goes down. I mean, you don't know how this is going to go. So, I mean, I was talking with some friends of mine and they were saying, hey, I'm going to the bank and I'm getting out a couple thousand bucks just to keep my safe. And and I'm like, really? And I, I mean, I, I didn't do that because I was, I'm, I'm a little more pragmatic, I guess. But at the same time, I thought maybe I should do this. I don't know. And th- the reason being is you don't know how these things play out. I mean, there were banks that they were, you know, people were moving their money around in 2008 when the banks were failing they didn't want to have more than 250,000 with one institution because it wouldn't be FDIC insured. So I don't know that it's this, it's not even close to 2008. I mean, having lived through that, this is, this is nothing compared to that. It's unfortunate that people did that. And then, you know, the problem is I think they're going to, there's going to be some repercussions. There always is. You can't, you know, what is it? Steal from Peter to pay Paul or something like bar from Peter to pay Paul, Mm -hmm. whatever that, that term is, this is going to come home to roost. And, you know, and you look at it like now, like people, they filed for unemployment. They haven't gotten the unemployment, right? So to me, this all says you got to really just take some personal financial responsibility for yourself and make sure you know what you're getting into. And if, hey, I can't, I have no income coming in the next six months, am I going to be able to pay my loan? And that's why mortgage companies look at your reserves, by the way. That's one of the things they, they, approve, they, they approve you on. So to me, all, all really critical stuff here. It's unfortunate yeah. that's happening. They're only hurting themselves. I mean, that, that, that's the challenge that I see.
1: I agree. All all right. Great. All right, what's that?
0: I had something great, and I still got this spinning wheel of death here. So, let me see if I can look this up. Um, I should have had this on my phone. So, I got you. Hold on. There's going to be a nice little surprise here, and, and Nick can either edit this out or keep in it in if he wants to. So, um, hold on. This one's going to be a little bit of a shocker to you, Jess.
1: Okay.
0: All right. Here it is. Ready. From Marilyn Manson. The, the beautiful stands. people. Well, I... He's a a strange bird. Uh, To admit you want to have a comeback means you have to admit that you weren't weren't what you were supposed to be. You dropped below your own standard. So in this era of resurgence that we're in right now, I mean, the past couple days, people are saying, hey, I got to come back or I'm going to recommit or whatever else. So, again, the quote is to Nick. Why don't we just have you start this over? Um, So here's the quote. It's from Marilyn Manson little bit of a surprise uh, surprise person here to quote to admit you want to have a comeback means you have to admit you weren't what you were supposed to be you dropped below your own standard so Jess what do you think about all this
1: I really like Marilyn Manson I don't know if that's a shock to you but I like him
0: <laughs> Good music is good music so
1: Yeah you know, um this is surprising to me this says What were you doing for the past 72 days? You're coming out now and you're like, I'm gonna have a comeback. This is my time. I hope that you align your actions with that for the past few weeks or else it's not gonna be a comeback. Um, And were you doing the right thing in the first place? This is a lot about self-reflection to me. And really, you should have set yourself up to have this comeback. And I think I did.
0: I'm, I'm, I'm clear you did, just because I know what you were up to. However, there's a lot of people, I mean, and not just in real estate. I mean, there's people that were like sitting in their sweatpants, crying at home and just doing nothing. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of problems with people. When in the day-
1: quarantine 15.
0: I, I've heard that from a lot of people. I, I mean, and, you know, I, I lost weight during the quarantine, so I'm, I'm proud of myself there. But more importantly, um, you know, you, you, there's a lot of people that they're getting called back to work now, and they don't want to go because of the government stimulus programs. I mean, this is happening all over the country.
1: It's happening to Rich and his employees.
0: Well, it's happening to a lot of people. It's happening to car companies. It's happening to a lot of other places. So when you see that happen, that tells me that maybe people do need to look at what their standards are and if they drop below them. And if you want to take it to real estate specific, I shared this with you a couple of weeks ago. I got like five or six autoresponder emails. Hey, I cannot work as of March 19th. Well, that's just bullshit. I know I've been working every day. Yesterday I worked 13 hours. I mean, it's it's just the way it's been, and this has been way before things got opened up on Tuesday. I mean, it was literally like 8 to 8, and then I would eat dinner, and then I'd hang out with my family for a little bit and go to sleep and do it all over again. So, you know, there's always an opportunity to work, but I think the point of this quote is that if you need a comeback, you probably need to reflect on what you didn't do during that time and where the gaps were because that's it always it always affects you. It's not your... You always got to think about what your future self is going to thank you for. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that stuff where it's like you want to get that immediate gratification, those are usually the things that don't help you long term and don't help you build what you're looking to build. So I thought that was an awesome quote. I was surprised it was coming from Manson, uh, but very pertinent, very relevant. So we covered a lot today. We said it all. Back next week. Thanks for watching, everybody.